0: Change, yeah. Welcome to the Architect of Change Show change, with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman & Associates. Now here's Connie. Ch- ch-
1: ch- change, yeah. Hi, I'm Connie Whitman, your host, and you're listening to Architect of Change on webtalkradio.net. Thanks so much for joining me again this week. My motivational quote that's relevant to the conversation today and obviously, to the whole premise of the name of the show, Architect of Change. So the quote is from Harriet Tubman, and it says, Every great dream begins with a dreamer. Always remember you have within you the strength, the patience, and the passion to reach for the stars to change the world. And today's topic, my guest Tracy Fink, uh, who speaks to this quote directly, is a dreamer, has strength, patience, and passion to reach her goal of starting a women's networking group nationally. We're going to be discussing believing in yourself and your value, and we will share some how-tos to realize your dream or to help you um, pursue your passion. So during the show today, here is are the, the couple of topics that we will absolutely uh, discuss in, in detail. How following your passion about building awareness around an issue that impacts working women can be the catalyst to something that grows to national levels, And and Tracy really has become an expert in that realm of, of discussion. We'll also discuss the strength and determination to not take no for an answer and how to make progress on what you are trying to achieve by ethically lobbying your vision and using your respectful voice and why communicating and defining the value of the program by highlighting success stories and the achievement of women to quantify the needs for your vision, making it a reality. So quantification is always real important. Um, So today my guest, Tracy Fink, she's a marketing director with Cohen Resnick who happens to be one of the uh, leading uh, accounting and consulting firms in the country. Actually they're in the top 10. In 2005, Um, Tracy conceived, developed, and implemented Cohen Resnick's Executive Women's Forum, uh, short abbreviation is EWF, and is now leading the marketing effort to brands promote and enroll women working in offices around the country into the EWF. EWF is an umbrella program of Cohen Resnick. Women can a collaborative advocacy network for women. The EWF is a business development tool which positions the firm's women as leaders, while helping teens. I'm sorry, by helping them establish deep and meaningful relationships with people they do business with and created the position in 2014 to focus primarily on building awareness around the EWF model and rolling it it out to to the firm's 26 offices around the country. So with that and that intuition and that vision, please help me welcome this dynamic woman, Tracy Fink. Tracy, thank you so much uh, for agreeing to be on the show and um, taking time out of your busy day because I do realize you're crazy busy.
2: Well, it is my pleasure, and good morning. Thanks for having good me, morning. Connie. I'm really excited to talk about this because, as you said, it is my passion. So I just love talking about it, and if I can help anybody, you know, figure out what they want to do, or help them manage their dream, or even realize that they have a dream, I, I'm so happy to help. Yeah, and and I don't think we always
1: know that we have a dream or a passion. Until you, you speak or hear someone speak and you think, oh, I would love to do something that impactful, you know, to the world, to my town, to my family, whatever it might be. It doesn't have to be. Um, humongous or grandiose as a national, but kudos, girlfriends. <laughs> oh, thanks. I, and I
2: think that's you know the the um the quote that you opened with I thought was so impactful and meaningful because I was always jealous of people who had a dream because they were so satisfied when they reached it and they you know they followed their dream and I was always looking for that but I I never knew that it was really right in front of me
0: and mm-hmm.
2: so. That's something else that people that I would recommend for people look and see what you're doing already and what you're passionate about and what makes you happy because we don't even realize that sometimes you know the answers are right under our nose.
1: It's really true. Uh, you know, my first question for you, and and you and I have spoken so. I, I don't know, at some point, one of the questions, I want you to, to let everybody know also that your family was very supportive, As and, and I think we should discuss a little bit before that, but I know oftentimes women, okay, specific, and, and I think men to some extent too, because I know my husband feels this way when we focus on work or a project or something that takes a lot of time and this inevitably has to taken you a ton of your uh, of your time beyond what you were doing at work we feel guilty that we're spending time away from the family at home weekends and, and what have you and your family was actually um, truly supportive kids and all
2: right My family has been incredible. I have um, a husband and I have two, I want to say, adult children because now they are. I have a son who's 21 and another son who's 18. And they have been really instrumental in supporting me, in encouraging me, in being sounding boards, in uh, making their own dinners, um, in all <laughs> kinds of things that, that have really surprised me in just in terms of, you know, as, as, working, as a working woman, I was always feeling inadequate either at home mm-hmm. or in work at work. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you can relate. You know, when you're at work, you feel like you should be at home. When you're at home, you feel like you should be at work. Sure. But um, when I decided that I was going to go for this position or, you know, expand the role that I was, that I was currently doing, it was actually my, my children who listened and guided me and told me not to be afraid and to own it. And I was just (laughs) so um, impressed with that, that, the, all the things, honestly, that I had been saying to them through their years, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. fact that they heard me, and then not mm-hmm. only did they hear me, but they turned it back to me. So, yeah, it was it was really, um, it was very gratifying. And my husband is extremely supportive. Um, and when I hear him talk about some of the work that I do to his friends and colleagues, it makes me very proud, and I can't believe that that's me. So yeah. it's, it's really wonderful.
1: But <laughs> you know, he's talking about me. I am a superwoman, right, you know? It's so funny that you said the boys, because, you know, I have two boys, 15, 18, and that when they throw it back at you, your own words, and you think, "Hmm, they're really right. I need to suck it up. I need to own it, whatever it is. And you giggle because you think, hmm, they have been listening to me all these years. (laughs) Yes. I love it. And see, they they teach us. Isn't that wonderful? The funny thing is, I I say kudos again to you, that – you not only did you listen to them but you were inspired by them to say wow they they're applying what i taught and here how did i miss it right because it's right again you said it, it's right in front of our face and yeah. how we tell them be brave go for your dream what's the worst that can happen um you can't be to try right all these things you probably said to your boys as well
2: exactly and um It was, it was really, it was humbling, but it was just, it was thrilling that, that I I took their advice. And they they were really – and it also made them feel like they are part of the process because now I have been with them on different occasions where I've heard them talk about some of the work that I do or or they have introduced me to some people who have come in their path or even my son who's in college brought um, a couple of uh, young women home with him. They were home to see a concert, and I was telling these women what I was doing, and they were – they were inspired and, and it, it made me feel really good to, um, you know, have my kids proud of me. And not only that, but, you know, they sort of sell me to their friends as well.
1: Because they're so proud. And, and, you know, it's so funny because, you know, I, I do training and, and motivational speaking and all of that. And when I speak, you know, I always say, you have to be the role model of, you know, like, like I, I speak, right. Okay. Well, I should be the role model and live what I'm speaking about. (laughs) Otherwise, how relevant or honest am I, right? If I go, yeah, do as I say, not as I do, right? That would be really bad. So here you're... It's not
2: always easy, though. uh, I've learned... It it is. It's
1: true. It's hard.
2: But that expression, you know, walk the walk and talk the talk, that has taken new meaning for me. Yes. So...
1: Yes. Because you had to do both.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, people are watching now. Hmm.
1: Accountability, isn't that a beautiful word, right? Accountability. It, it
2: is, it really so, is.
1: So, share with everybody what was the original catalyst for you to get involved in the Executive Woman's Forum? Like, how did it evolve? What was the start point for you that you thought, I'm doing this? And again, the support of your family, I I don't think we could accomplish what we want to accomplish the way we want to accomplish without that. So that's wonderful that your family is is so um, supportive and behind you. But what was that catalyst for that vision?
2: Well, I mean, the firm, Cone Resnick, the firm that I work for is extremely supportive of, um, you know, kind of if you have a good idea and you can sell it and you can validate it, they um, are... Um, rewarding of of people's ideas. And so what happened was in 2005, when I was new to the firm, and at that time the firm was J.H. Cohn. We had merged in in 2012 with the Resnick Group and became Cohn Resnick. But in 2005, um, we reali- I realized that I did not have a, a network of women who I could turn to or who I could count on to help my partner the partners that I worked with to help them get new business and that sure. was part of my role as a marketing director to kind of open the doors and to um, create business opportunities but I really didn't know how to go about doing that because I didn't feel like I had a strong network and and so I um, started thinking about, you know what, I'm very comfortable working with women. I had met a lot of really dynamic and interesting women in the year that I had been with the firm. And I thought, you know what, maybe we should start a women's networking group. And this was early, you know, this was, you know, women's leadership um was simmering and it had taken different forms than it looks like today. You know, the whole lean in thing has changed um, the model and, and um, you know, the, the, women who are in the workforce today are very confident and you know they they have a network when they come to work through their alumni association or through sports that they've played we didn't have that um, yeah. when I was growing up and when I was new to, to work and you know even in my, in my career so I thought that if we could create a networking group that did not have a short term lead generation expectation like you know <clears throat> not putting anything down, in any of the groups down, but a networking group or, um, you know, often they, they want you to bring new business to the table. And I, I felt like what I wanted to do was really help women establish long-term relationships based on trust and the business would come. So that was the model that it wasn't about, okay, bring the lead. It was about building the relationship. So that was sort of how we, that was the catalyst really to get this, this started.
1: It's funny that you say that because the um, i it's true our career when we started you know i I tell my kid you're going to just have it so much easier from a networking standpoint because the colleges have these internal alumni helping you find a job, networking. we had that, but not like not like it is today or the presence that it has today. Um, the other thing that I have found out is if you went to a networking event, it was always, well, what are you going to do for me? It, it was this expectation of, well, if you give me a referral, I'll give you a referral. Mm-hmm. And I, it, it's uncomfortable, <laughs> you know, for me to go in and say, well, I'll give you a referral if you give me a referral. That's not how I'm wired. If I can help someone, truly help someone, I'll do it just because, it's the right thing to do, even if I don't get anything out of it. I'm cool with that, right? Because I could turn around and say, "Hey, I helped this person. I feel really good just about that aspect." You know, and in my what I teach with the sales piece, it's all about building relationship and not short term, but long term relationships, and the networking that if you give me, I'll give you is is. I get it. I get why they exist because you don't want people to take advantage of those relationships. I certainly understand that you have to have accountability pieces, you know, things in place, but the idea that if I can build a long-term relationship with you and you with me, that when the opportunity does come, you're going to be my first person that I think about because I trust you, I know your work ethic, um, you know, I know what you're all about, so I'm confidently going to refer my client to you, right? Not that if exactly. I give it to her, she's going to give it to me. It, it's, it's such a short-sighted perspective,
2: Exactly. And that's the success model that we've seen, you know, not only with men, not only with women, I'm sorry, but also with men too. I really encourage our, you know, all of our staff to really build meaningful, honest relationships. And, you know, there are some people who have relationships with um, people, but they don't really like them. But they know that, you know, if they were to give them business, it would be the right kind of business. But I feel very strongly that it's important to do business with people we like. So that's how it starts. And so, you know, we've been able to establish these relationships with people that we trust and we like and who we would feel comfortable um, um, referring, you know, without hesitating to refer absolutely that person to somebody else. Absolutely. You picture yourself, oh, I would refer my sister to
1: that doctor. I would refer my mom to that financial organization, you know, to help with their, you know, retain their assets or whatever it is. I have to trust you before, and, and I have to be willing to not only me use that person, but someone in my family use, like I would refer my family to whoever that is in the network that would be relevant to the circumstance. I wanted, let's take a really brief break. And I want to come back and just share a story how relationship-built, relationship-based networking is just so valuable, um, you know, really over the long term. So let's take one quick break, and then we'll come back and continue discussing that.
0: A speaker has little value to an audience unless you, the listener, is motivated and empowered to change. So next time you need to hire a speaker, don't hire someone that just talks. Hire an architect of change, Connie Whitman. Just ask for Connie by calling 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Okay,
1: we're back, and I am with Tracy Fink, and we are talking specifically about um, Tracy's organizing the, uh, a women's networking group, which has gone national, which has gone viral, Trace, right? It's gone viral. <laughs> <laughs> the I like to think of it that way. But you know, I there has been
2: a buzz. Yeah, it's exciting. Very exciting.
1: When I was in, this is many years ago, when I first uh, got into the banking, really financial, the financial end, where I was working in the trust department. And we had had to gain or connect with with what we call centers of influence, right, which are accountants, attorneys, you know, the mayor in town, municipalities, et cetera, et cetera. And so this one accountant, I don't know how our paths crossed, but we connected and I said, oh, I'll come to your office and we can meet. And I walked in and on her uh, wall she had this beautiful picture of, um, and it happened to be the Rangers hockey of the Rangers, um, you know, Madison Square Garden and blah, 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 and you can see the red and the blue. And I walked in, and now she didn't know anything about me. I didn't know anything about her. And I'm I'm a little goofy, you know, at times. I'm me. I just, I don't know how to be any other (laughs) than me. So I walk in, and I see the Rangers. I go, ah, I was so looking forward to becoming your friend. But that's a deal breaker. I have to leave now. And I walked out of the office. And she looked at me like what? And I came back and I go, Rangers, Devil's fan, this just can't work. It just can't work. She burst out laughing. She goes, You're a hoot and a half. Blah, blah, blah. We start chatting. And then of course we talked about hockey and, and you know, she said, I would love to come to a, a Devil's Rangers game and you know, so we were commiserating about that. And then we started talking and saying that neither one of us played golf. So I said to her, you know, I really would like to get to know you better. We we have so much in common already funny right talking about hockey and she said you know what i would really love to do is go to great adventure and go to the um what do you call where you drive through the in the animals room the safari safari. and that my my son was about two two and a half at the time and she said and you have to bring your son because she didn't have any children and um i'd love kids and that would be so much fun and i $15 $15 later, right, like how inexpensive an event. And she and I, we went, we went to the safari. We had we have been friends for the past, you know, 20-something years. So it's just that, that ability to connect with people. Forget about, hey, can you give me a referral? It's, hey, I like you because look at what we have in common, and we get each other, you know?
2: Yeah, exactly, and that's where um, I think that the um, EWF has had some staying power because the women who come have really built friendships. And it's not, um, you know, the fact that this networking group, you know, my first one, which started in 2005, we're still going strong. And I guess this year we're celebrating 10 years together. That's awesome. And we have shared, you know, not only work promotions and mergers and um, downsizing, but we've also shared, you know, deaths and marriages and divorces and births. And, you know, it's really been a full circle uh, group that, you know, we've, we've, we've come full circle together, we've grown together and we, we, we trust each other and we've done business and we've also socialized. Yeah, it's it, so. what a,
1: it, it's the whole package um, I think for, for a woman, you know it's really the whole package. I always say my peeps are real important in my life because mm-hmm. they keep you grounded. I, I think they keep us humble you know, when you see others struggling and you can help even, even like you said, on the personal side, it just humbles you to think that you matter that much in someone else's life, both on the professional and the personal side, which brings me to another question. Do you think that, especially this is really much more your expertise than mine, do you feel that women network very much differently than men or is it very similar? What, what have your experience been? Because you kind of both ends there.
2: Well, I mean, what I've seen, I think that women network more formally than men, you know, they kind of set aside time to network, whereas men, um, you know, in the locker room, in the hallway, in the bathroom, you know, all kinds of different places, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll strike up a conversation, whereas women and this is just in my experience, they like to set aside some dedicated time for a, you know a lunch or a networking group or something so that that 's just been my um, my my experience. I think you know no matter what the gender, I think that you know the most successful Networkers or rainmakers are the ones who do have the deep and, you know, a small number of very deep and personal relationships with the people who do business, they do business with. And I really do want to emphasize that small number because it is about the quality and not the quantity of their relationships. You know, you can't be all things to all people. So it's really important to say, you know what? I mean, how many best friends can you have? You can't. Yeah. You really can't have more than yeah. one or two. And I think the same holds true for business relationships where you really, you know, you can't really get that deep with 10 people. You can get yeah. pretty deep and, and pretty meaningful with, you know, maybe three or four. Yeah.
1: So, it's Yeah. in, in um, I do like a lot of online classes and they call it mastermind groups and stuff like that. But it's exactly what you're saying. There's more depth and quality versus the quantity. And it's funny. I've had my business um, almost 14 years. This year will be 14 years. And the my, from day one, my first client was a referral from someone I knew while working at the bank. And they just knew my work ethic and my ability. And, uh, you know, I, this bank was looking for help. And they said, oh, you really need to talk to Connie. So my whole career both when I was in sales, but also now as a business owner, has always been referral-based. And it's by people who you find the same people kind of talk about you and highlight you and and advocate for you um, because they believe in you. I think, yes, absolutely, professionally they know I'm competent. But I think because of that, that core, my personal core, my ethics, all of those things that they are proud to refer me almost um, because again, it's this mutual success that we feel it's, it's, it's really, it's inspiring every time it happens,
2: you know, it is, it really is. And it feels real. It feels authentic. It doesn't feel it forced or made up. You know, I, just as people refer me I have my core of people who I refer to and I yes. like that people come to me and say hey I'm looking for um someone who can speak about you know mentoring or you know someone who could do sales training and I like to be able to go to my small little you know selective arsenal and say hey this here's a great person and and I, you know I'm willing to stake my reputation on the referral yes. but yes. It, it's I'm very I'm confident that you know it's someone who won't disappoint.
1: It's true. And it's funny, right? Because we met through Bernadette Mako, who is another banker. Um, and I, I don't even know how you and she are connected is it through the networking group
2: yes so bernadette has come to bernadette has come to some of our um, executive women forum meetings and then i think how we really got to be friendly is um, through we started taking golf lessons together um, oh, that's fun. Uh, so i put together a women's golf event because i think you had mentioned about golf and golf is yes. critically important in the in my industry you know yes. a, a professional service Accounting and consulting, and you know uh, we put together um, a women 's golf event, and it's a um a hands on clinic. And uh, the option to play nine holes and cocktails, and you know, we really try to demystify golf and really take the um, the intimidation out of golf. And what we tried to do is, after the um, the outing, if you will, we um, had a series of lessons. We did this at Forest Gate um, Golf Club, which is um, in Monroe, New Jersey, and they were nice. they've been incredibly generous and really supportive of women's golf. Uh, their pro is a woman so she's been terrific um but we we continued with golf lessons so that you know we wouldn't get rusty and and bernadette um was in my group and that's how we just, you know, that's how we got to know each other and we just started talking and it was, you know, one evening once a week and, you know, you start how, how networking on the golf course works for you. You know, you appreciate the beauty of being outside and then you start to talk about maybe where you're going on vacation or a challenge that you're having at work and mm-hmm. one thing leads to another and the next thing you know, you're referring business to each other or, or introducing each other to to people like you, so... I'm very grateful. For
1: her. It, it, she is one of my—I have to say—met her professionally, and are we now I think more than professional. I, I call her a friend. You know, we have the kids in common. Her son is a, a freshman in college. Mine is a, a senior in high school. So we have that in common. You know, the, being the working mom mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the you know having to network and be being responsible for revenue and you know all of those pressures. That that's how it started. And now when we get together, it's all about the, where you going. How's your mom? How's your dad? Have this. Blah blah. And we talk. It's all about the personal stuff. And, you know, we do talk about work and the challenges more than, you know, what have you got for me? And she is one of the biggest advocates of me, which I'm so touched by that. I can't even, I just can't even tell you because she gets me. And when, when people get you like that, you're like, wow, she gets me. Like, that's really interesting. <laughs> right. <you know? laughs>
2: because also, she really... Oh, I'm sorry. What that's... I was going to say was that what, what Bernadette has also done for the bank, she works... Um, I don't know, can I say the name of the bank? Yeah, of course. Oh, she works for Provident Bank, and, you know, Bernadette has been very instrumental in putting together this Provident for Women uh, group, and they're on LinkedIn, and they do – A tremendous amount of outreach and activities and college mentoring and, you know, just really giving back. And not only does it allow her to pursue what she's interested in, but it also gives the bank a chance to really show itself in the community. And I think, you know, I I think that's very um, admirable. And I think it it, um, also distinguishes the bank from some of the other ones because of what they were doing, what what they've been doing with um, women's leadership.
1: Yeah, she she I think that she truly is a leader in the community, you know, and but New Jersey, you know, bank wide, and a leader within the bank and a leader within her group. Her group is one of the most cohesive groups that I've really been able um, to work with. So she, I think, lives and breathes everything that we're <clears throat> that we're talking about. And how funny is that that she was the catalyst for you and I to chat and ultimately you know, do the show. So she's mm-hmm. she also she also I, I call you a visionary because, you know, two thousand and five you had this vision that you lifted off the page and made real and she gets it and is a visionary about that whole connection um with with people and not just women, just with people. And she's very, very good at it. Um you know she's she's just an inspiring individual as well. Um now another question for you. Was it last year? I want to understand the timeline. So 2005, um, you went to uh, Cohen at the time and and said, hey, I have this idea. I really think it's valuable. Here's the premise. And they just said, go for it, or they gave you some
2: parameters?
1: Like how did that kind of come together?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, I was a marketing director um, for an office in Lawrenceville. It was a small office. And I um, worked very closely with the managing partner of that office to put together a women's networking group. And they did put, you know, he did put parameters on it, you know, saying that we can't just have anybody come to these meetings because Uh they have to be in a position to refer business. I mean, it still is ultimately a business uh, development tool. Uh And so – but, you know, he shared his contact list with me. The other partners in the office shared their contact lists with me. They reached out to their female contacts and said, we have this women's networking group. We think you'd find it of value. And so they were very instrumental in helping me put it together, even though they were not a part of it. If You know, That's they didn't come awesome. to the meetings. So, um, you know, we kind of kept it um, under the radar for the firm. I really didn't publicize it that much because, you know, back then – the firm's offices kind of were, um, you know... it's not that they acted in, in, in silos, but every office was uh, more or less responsible for their own business uh, generation, and sure. it wasn't as, um, you know, right you know, now the firm is much more um, cohesive in, in that respect, that we, you know, there's a lot more sharing, there's a lot more open communication, there's a lot more um, uh, communication, I- internal communication through newsletters and through uh, different types of um, Um, vehicles that tell what's going on in the other offices. We didn't have that back then. So it wasn't that I wasn't sharing. It's just that we just didn't have those vehicles to share. Um, Well, the technology
1: adds to that as well. It's It's so much
2: easier. Yeah, yeah. And that's true, too and we didn't have the staff like now the firm has you know a, a corporate marketing team and you know we have two people who are responsible for sharing information um among the offices because we're such a big firm now wow. and so it's really great to have these vehicles so that we can share best practices so that if one office is being successful doing something the other offices really want to learn about it so that they can be successful you know, doing the same thing. And why we create the wheel, as, as we all know, it doesn't make sense.
1: That's it, so. true. It's true. And I live by best practices, teach best practices, because if your way is better than mine, then give in, you know, surrender to the better way, because uh, there's definitely more than one way to skin a cat, that's for sure. Um, I want to plus here uh, just briefly and throw out to the listeners, Tracy, that, you know, if they're inspired by what we're talking about and that, You know, they're saying, oh, networking, yeah, everybody's networking, mentoring, yeah, that's big now. But realize this all started in 2005 where, you know, we had email maybe, right? Back then, did we have email in 2005? Yeah, we had email. Yeah, Yeah. we definitely. But that was about it. We didn't have LinkedIn. We didn't have all these
2: other. Right, no social networking.
1: So truly, you had to have my email address to be able to include me into this whole networking thing or my phone number. We did it the old-fashioned way. So, you know, if people are inspired by what we're talking about and, you know, you, on the onset, your, your comment about – you always looked at others and said, "Oh I wish I was passionate." you know look right in your radar right under your nose and see what is it that it's a, you know what we make it more complicated than it needs to be. Keep it simple and look at what excites you from a work perspective or something that you could give back to the community volunteering that you're doing and think is there a need for a big, bigger presence than just your local, just, just as you did. So I hope that each week you guys out there listening to us, that you find the inspiration for yourself, um, inspiration to take your position, if you're manager, for your team, um, if you're an executive for your, your company, if you're a business owner, to say, how do I get to that next level? What is it that I need to do? And I really hope that the, the topics that we talk about, the people that come on inspire and give you because I'm all about the how to's so some ideas of how to take that next step further you know changing something no matter the perspective you're coming from truly is the start and you know I love you know I say this every week but I really really want to hear from you guys tell me your stories and I'm going to give Tracy's information at the end um, as well if you want to gather more insight or information from her. Uh, but send me your stories at Connie at com. You could go to my website. There's a wealth of information. I, I have all my, my digital platform where I try to share um, information for you guys to, to just get you going, getting your mojo going. And so go to my website at www.wittmanassos.com. And, of course, I have blogs out there that you can link through on my um, website. So, again, send me your stories. We, um, we really do treasure them. We really do look forward to them. Um, okay, Trey, so now go. let's go back. Last year is when, was it last year that you really took on the national presence and, and pushed it out, or was it sooner than that?
2: Well, um, I guess, like I mentioned earlier, in 2012, we merged with the Resnick Group, group and became Cone Resnick and became a national um, accounting and consulting firm. Up until that, we were what was called a super regional in that we had offices throughout New York and New Jersey and Connecticut, and some in California. Oh. With the merger, you know, we are now in um, uh, New England, in, in Boston and Connecticut. We're in um, the South. Um, South Central, which is Atlanta and Charlotte, we're you know cool. in the Midwest in in Chicago, and we also have offices in California where we're expanding um, into Texas. We have an office in in Austin. So I just saw, you know, this is a really great opportunity for me to maybe take this idea national, and I also saw, I mean, there was such a push at the firm for business development, get new business, sure. get new business, and mm-hmm. I had heard from so many people, I don't know how to, and so I thought, you know, mm-hmm. maybe we could apply the um, the skills and the concept of the Executive Women's Forum as a business development tool to help the women I really, honestly, I really wanted to help everybody in the firm, but we're starting sure. with the women because, you know, when we merged in with the Resnick Group, we realized we 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 looked at our statistics, and unfortunately, you know, we have a very we have a small number of women in real leadership management positions, senior leadership positions. Huh. And um, I think that was one of the goals of the firm is to increase the numbers of women at the higher levels through retention and attracting great women and also by getting new business. Because sure. you know, the women who bring in new business are the ones who are going to be moving up the ranks. That's just sure. the truth of the matter. And so when I thought about, you know, how can I help in the firm with this model? Um, I, I did a proposal to the chief marketing officer, and I said, you know, this could really work around the country. And here's how I think it can work, and here's a timeline. And, you know, we already had a, um, an internal women's initiative through our Women Can program, which was really a network of women in the firm who were high-potential women who have kind of raised their hand and say, you know, pick me to do things. I'm really, you know, I want to lead a team. I want to be out there and so what i've done now is sort of tapped into that network and say okay you're the leaders of your office and you're the ones who have some influence let's see how we could put together some external client facing events not only internal you know let's let's think about how we can position the firm and position the women of the firm as leaders outside the firm so that has been you know it's 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 unbelievable and um It's very gratifying, and the the people I work with are really um, appreciative of the, the help and the support. Yeah, because
1: you're really helping them develop the business with, let's face it, the end of the day with all, I don't care what, company you have or what job you have within an organization there's always a sales component and people don't love that word sales but the reality is you have to bring in new dollars other or new blood otherwise the company doesn't grow and it stagnates and then doesn't exist anymore so there's always that component and that networking that you have the vision this is i'm listening to you and i'm it's it's intriguing because and here's another question maybe for you. Have you always been such a creative thinker that you you see the situation as it is, right? And then in your heart, it sounds like you, you always come from that helpful place of how can I help these folks? How can I make it easier? I feel their frustration, right? That's kind of where you were coming from, if I'm understanding correctly and then looking what pieces are already in place what the what the structure uh the foundation is and then you kind of put pieces together have you always been a creative thinker throughout your whole life i don't
2: uh, i don't know if i've always been a creative thinker but i've always wanted to help people
0: mm-hmm. and i've
2: always wanted to You know, make things easier for others. You know, I can think about, you know, even going back to my childhood, you know, I've always wanted to um, help people get to what they need. Um, I I don't know if I've always been creative, but I really feel that I've gained a lot of wisdom at work. Mm. And Mm. I think I finally have had the confidence and the wisdom. When you put together confidence and wisdom, it kind of makes things happen. So, um, you know, if you're, if you have wisdom, but you don't have confidence, you're not going anywhere. And if you're of confidence, yes. but you don't know what you're doing, you're and it's nothing's going to happen. But I don't know. I think maybe at this point in my career or with my, at my age or, you know, just uh, the planets aligned or the timing was right. I really, thought that this could be a good way to help others and by meeting people like you and like Bernadette and people who have said to me, you know, your group has really helped me get new business, Uh, you know, hearing these success stories and and seeing how people have been able to do business with each other. I just think, you know, and, and they shared that back with me, that also inspired me to say, "You know what maybe we have something here that could work because if if I didn't hear back from other people and if I didn't know that they were successful because of the program i, no, I don't know if I would have known to to take this to the next level. I think it, it's a whole series of planets aligning to yes. you know be a visionary if you will i don 't really consider myself a visionary, but I do you know if I'm going to take something on." it's really after I've sort of heard and seen and learned and learned from my mistakes and spoken to others and, um, you know, trusted my gut and then gone from there. It's funny. uh, Wisdom. (laughs) Somebody,
1: we were talking, I don't remember what the context of the conversation was, but it was, would you go back to like your twenties or your teenage years? And I laughed and I thought, never again would I do the teenage years. I think that was the most awkward, weird, what the hell am I doing? (laughs) And you just kind of went from one thing to the next. You went to college because that's what you were supposed to do. and Right? all You kind of just followed what you were told. And then your 20s, you know, all I remember is I went to school at night for my MBA. I worked my butt off all day. That's what you should do in your 20s. You work because you have no other life. You're, usually, you're, I was not married in my 20s or had children. You know, So what do you do when you graduate? You have to work hard. You have to make your mark. You have to prove your worth. I mean, that's really what it's all about. And each decade of time that passes, I don't know if you feel this way, the wisdom has grown. And I remember a few years ago, um, you know, working in my business, and I was with a client, and I had this young lady who had just graduated college, her first job. At the end of class, she comes over to me. She goes, I want to do what you what you do. Are you hiring? <laughs> and I looked at her, and I kind of chuckled, and I said, well, what experience do you have? She said, well, college. <laughs> said, oh, it's so funny.
2: I can <laughs> completely relate. Yes.
1: Yes, and I but- giggled it, what it,
2: but here's the thing. I said to her, I
1: love that you have a voice and you were willing to come and say, hey, what do I need to do? So here's my recommendations: Learn, learn, learn. Develop skill, develop skill, develop skill. And if this is truly something you want to do, have your own business, training, you know, whatever it is, um, you'll do it. But you have to gain skill in order to be able to teach something. You have to be an expert in something. Going to college is not an <laughs> expert and you were gonna share a story. It tickled me, it just made me laugh.
2: Yeah, I mean I agree with you. I, I do think that some of um our younger generation are they are they have the confidence. And I admire that and I, yeah. I learned from them because you know, I didn't get this confidence until I was well in my thirties and maybe even my forties actually. Me too. Where I really felt like I knew what I was doing and, and you know, I had a voice and people were listening to me. So some of, you know, our millennials are really great teachers. And I I learned this phrase a couple, of, I don't know, maybe a few months ago about reverse mentoring. So we always thought that, you know, the older people are the mentors, but you know what? I get a lot of knowledge and information from my young people who work. I work with, not only from a, a, a confidence standpoint, but from the technology standpoint and from totally. their networking standpoint. And, you know, I learn a lot from some of these young people I work with and I love working with them and they are really, um, they're, they're inspiring to me.
1: It's funny. I I don't know if I told you this, but I'm I'm writing a book and it's, I've been wanting to do it for 15 years. The kids were young, starting the business, you know, there's only so many hours in a day um, and you do need to sleep once in a while. So I, I put it off, I put it off, but it was always there saying someday, someday, someday. And when the time is right, I'll know it. And around Thanksgiving, I made the decision, I'm doing this. And so I I met this young lady and loved her, loved, saw several of her writing uh, ability, young girl, and loved her voice, the way she wrote, her humor. And I thought, I need her help to bring this to life because of time limitations. And I think together she and I could re- create something great. And it's funny because she's 26, I think she's 26, you know, here I'm 53. And she said to me, I've never written a book. She's only done articles and ghostwritten articles for people. She says, why are you picking me? And I said, a couple of reasons. First of all, you and I are connected on a level I can't explain, but there's a connection. And I said, I, I like being around young people because, you you guys have confidence, exactly what you just said. You guys have confidence. And here's the other thing I said to her, you won't tell me. You can't do that because publishers don't like that. I'm not writing this for publishers. I'm writing this for me and the people that I want to help. And if I don't make a dime off it, I'm cool with that, but I need to do this. And I think you can partner with me and learn from me. And I think I can learn a lot from you, me being 53, you being 26, what do you think? And she was like, oh my God, I love you. you (laughs) So that, that confidence that she has and she goes, but I don't know your topic and I said, but you'll be able to get it out of me and get it on paper. That's your skill that you bring to the table that I'm not a confident writer. That's not what I like to do. I like to talk. I don't like to write. So together, I think you'll learn from me. I'll learn from you. We'll create this really awesome ends of project, whatever whatever it ends up, you know, kind of evolving into. She and, and it's funny the other day we were chatting and I don't know what she said and I said, Oh, I love talking to you. She goes, Why and I go, You make me feel young. I, I said like you make me you teach me things from from that young perspective again that because I'm fifty three, we, we forget, Trace, we do, we forget. And I exactly what you mean.
2: exactly,
1: yeah yes, right it it goes, oh, I remember thinking like that, and it it's more pure, it's more not, oh, you can't do that, where I think now it's more people telling us, "Well, you can't do that
2: because right or we're cynical or we're jaded, or yes, you know we're yes. you know we get a little lazy or we know yes. you know from past experience that's not going to work, but you know what, sometimes with fresh eyes or a different outlook, something that didn't work before will work, and that's what yes. some of the young people have taught me too yes it's re- so, I
1: love that what do they call that reverse mentoring, mhm. I love that. I love that. Let's take one more quick break, and then when we come back, I want you to, because here's the deal, all the executives are going, yeah, this sounds just hunky-dory, you know, if they build it, it will come, right? What was that movie with the, with the baseball thing, right? Um, if you build it, it'll, they'll, they'll come, right? Wasn't that the name of the movie? Mm-hmm.
2: If you build it, we'll, they will come. come right. right,
1: with Kevin Costner, right? I think he
2: was the, the baseball player. Wasn't it, Kim? Kevin Costner? And how funny, that was called Field of Dreams, Feel the dream. That was
1: it. Right. I knew. <laughs> good that you're, you're you're understanding what the heck I'm talking about. But when <laughs> we come back, I want you to tell everybody how you were able to track truly the success of the project. Because here's the reality: the executives wouldn't have given you the green light um, if they it, they supported you. But if you did nothing with it, they would have been like, "Hey, good try, kiddo." But to l- allow you not only to build it when you were Cohen, but now to To go to the national level, you had to have had some quantifiable results. So, if you could share that when we come back after the break, that would be awesome.
0: It's a shame when you're feeling stuck in your business and you feel like you have nowhere to turn. It's a shame when you slog through long days in your business and you don't get any return. It's a shame when you feel like you can't see the forest for the trees and your business brings you to your knees. Einstein said repeating the same actions over and over won't produce different results. So stop feeling ashamed. Your business and you deserve better. Change that shame into righteous fame. Connie Whitman, contain that shame. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates will help you to discover your new path and nothing will ever be the same. Connie's tried-and-true one-on-one coaching sessions will tame that shame so you and your business will not continue in vain. Call Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates today at 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Call Connie. Turn that shame into your game.
1: We are back with Tracy Fink, and we are talking about networking groups and really just making your dream come to life. So, how were you able to track results so that you could quantify to the execs for them to say, Yeah, baby, take this to the national level. This is rocking it.
2: Well, you know, it's been difficult, and thats and I'll be honest with that. Um, most of the success that we track is anecdotal because it's not a very clean A to B to C kind of business development yeah. track. It's not like oh, we meet somebody and then they give us business. You meet somebody, they um, you like. So for example, like through the Executive Women's Forum, I'll introduce a partner to a woman who's come to the meeting. That woman, you know, might then um, and here here's a success story that I'll share that we how we kind of measure. The the woman um, will it will bring my partner. For example on will invite her to join a board after they've developed a relationship, and then uh-huh. through the board, the relationships that the partners built on the board, she might be able to get new business that she not would she never would have gotten had she not had that introduction so can we trace it back to the executive women's forum directly It's not clean it's not like a clean you know linear you know um, lead generation. Um, model. But we're also opening doors that we never would have had. But, you know, I have been able to track um, revenue based exclusively on the introductions that we've met. But that's only when people really communicate and say, hey, you know what, Uh, you know, they'll come back to me afterwards and say, you know, I met that banker at one of your networking groups and she referred that business, but it doesn't always work that way. You know, it's a big firm and things, people get busy and sure. um, But so what I've been doing now is I've been tracking what we call is ROO return on opportunity. When we, when we do an event, we um, track how many clients came, how many prospects were in the room, how many referral sources were there. We track the invitations that we get for board positions or for interviews like this. You know, we track the ways that we're positioned in the community as leaders. So when I, I can go back to our senior leadership and say, so we we were in front of, you know, 75 clients last year. We were introduced to, you know, 32 prospects. And, you know, from there, we are still developing the relationship and so on and so on. So, you know, our leadership team has been satisfied with that. And honestly, in a professional services business, I mean, what more can you really ask at this point without the actual revenue dollars? Absolutely. Here's the thing though. There has to be the,
1: just the name, the the individuals within the your networking group, right? The name, I would think business has grown, but it's Connie Whitman. Let's just say I work for your firm, right? All of a sudden, I would think that there would be, oh, Connie Whitman has another piece of business. Oh, Connie Whitman brought that in. Oh, where there, maybe two years ago, it was more infrequent. So I, I don't know. Do Do you see that these women in the yeah. group – yeah, right, their name is being used. Yeah, because we,
2: we do, we, we track a lead generation report, so sure. absolutely, you know, we are able to see the women, you know, we do track, for our statistics, we do track the number of women lead, the the number of leads that women bring in,
0: sure. um,
2: and we have seen A real marked improvement. We've also seen um, an increase in the number of women now who are in our partner academy, which is the next Ah. next partnership. And many of these women are the liaisons to our Women Can network. So we're Ah. kind of tying in the goals of the firm with the goals of the program. So, Love you know, we really want to position our women as leaders inside and outside the firm, and this is a great way to be able to give these women, you know, just another tool to um, help them advance their careers. You know, and,
1: and- – Really, this is to me. You know, you talk to kids. You know, you're 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 an older, one, and then you at the eighteen who's a freshman. Freshman, right? He's a freshman in college. Uh, he's a senior in high school.
2: He just turned. Oh, 18. he's like
1: mine. Oh, same as mine. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's a the senior. Mm-hmm. And and you know, he. My son keeps saying. um, Mom, he's going to go – it's funny. He's going to go for an accounting degree. That's giggling, right, that's accounting firm that you work for. It's just funny. But he keeps saying to me, but, Mom, I don't want to just do tax returns. But, you know, and, and am I going to make money? And they keep saying to him, just don't worry about the money. You've got to love what you do because if you do it for the money, you're going to be miserable, and then life becomes a real drag. So do something you love. He loves numbers. So I said, okay, you know you don't want to sit in an office and do tax returns you know CIA FBI they hire CPAs because we're tracking the money now and you'll you'd be on the road and that could be very exciting i said maybe you know like these um uh uh, professional teams you know obviously the nhl just started where they have a, a division that's filled with cpa statisticians where they analyze video and say that goalie you know on the Devils, um you know 90 percent of the goals go on the blocker side high you know high right corner or something like that so i said that would be something you'd be great at, taking that visual and then turning it into a number. But you have to love what you do. And, and, I, and I keep telling him, too, just develop skill. Keep building your toolbox with different skills that you can bring to the table. Open 12 doors. If you only need to, two of them, at least those two would be open had you not opened all 12. So it's the same thing that you're saying These for for women, really for men, too. The more tools, the more the more best practices, the more things we bring to the table, the more skill we bring to the table, the more valuable we become. And that's why they're getting put into these mentoring programs or the succession planning and, and all of these things where they're trying to put more women leaders into these executive positions. It's all about skill development. And, and I think exactly. everything, everything you've talked about is, had you tried to do this in your 20s, it probably wouldn't have been as successful as, again, like you said, the planets came into alignment, the technology was there, you had the merger go in, you know, everything came together as is. But the backdrop is you had the skill, the knowledge, the wisdom, and the confidence to pull it all
2: together. So you had a really full toolbox, so to speak. Well, you know, one thing I just want to piggyback on some of the things that you said, it's really up to the the – firms and organizations to engage your staff. And so if the companies are not finding these things, these programs, these, you know, flexible scheduling anything sure. where your staff is engaged you're not going to be able to attract the talent and something that really that happened to me just a few weeks ago I was doing a rollout of the program internally kind of letting people know that this is available and how it came to be and, and what you know how they can make the best use of it and in the front row were four brand new um, uh, hires it was it was their orientation and then they, they left their orientation to come to the rollout Presentation. Cool. And one young woman came up to me afterwards. I mean, she was young, and she was just, you know, really um, enthusiastic, and she said to me, I just want to thank you because – it shows the firm's commitment to women's leadership. It shows yes. you know what I can do to be more involved with this, and it shows that I don't have to just sit at my desk doing accounting and tax. That there's you know something yes. more that I can do to feel like I'm part of this. And I just thought you know you know that that made my day. That that you know that little. Uh, comment that she felt that she made her right decision by picking Cohen Resnick and that we were Mm -hmm. offering things that would engage the staff that that to me was it was really a great great she's um, your bench strength this is the bench strength
1: of the future she got what you were saying and thought I can do this I want to do this the firm is committed to me I'm going to commit to them you know we really need to have loyalty you know, from the employer and the employee that, that, again, it goes back to the relationship, though, Trace. It's, it's all about building relationships, you know, whether it be business development internally within your organization, um, et cetera. But how rewarding for you that this young lady said, I get it, man, I get this. This is, this is cool, right? Yeah. This is it. it
2: was awesome. about, it's about building the um, relationship, but also, like you said, too, in the beginning, it's really about showing your value. Yes. So yeah, so it, it really goes—it really goes hand in hand.
1: I just love—I love being in my sixties, but I love seeing things so differently, so clearly. It's um, it's really, really cool. <laughs> it's just, I don't yeah. mind getting older. I don't know if people are like, yeah, sure, you know, yeah. The body hurts a little more, but the brain, the the, I don't know. It just like everything you're saying is inspiring. It really gets my mojo going, and I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you want, you know, but you want to do more. Or when you see young people in class hearing what you're saying and then doing that application, just like that young lady did, you're like, oh my god, they're getting me. This is that they want to learn from me and they want to become better, better people, better at the job, whatever it is. That's inspiring. When you you when something you say resonates with someone who's the next leg. You know, we're on the way out. We're on the last leg. Of our I know, here. and
2: also, you know what? It really validates our relevance. Our you know yes. being relevant in this yes. workforce because there's so much change with technology and values and yes. and. You know, all kinds of things. So, staying and, and staying relevant to me was really important. And now I'm kind of thinking, okay, what what's the next thing that you know I could do to help sure. others while you know while remaining relevant?
1: Sure, it's I'll share a, a sure funny story, and then um, I want you to just words of wisdom to anyone listening on how to enhance their career through networking um, and following their dream. But my dad, um, oh my god, goodness, he had his own business. He was an engineer had retired, kind of semi-retired, would get projects from some of his, you know, people that he had in his network over the years. And locally at the Brookdale Community College, they had an AutoCAD um, technology, you know, a program where he had his drafting table and would draw, you know, the, the plans, whatever, for – he was a um, – Mechanical engineer. And so, this AutoCAD was the new technology, and it was really cute. He belonged to study groups where the young people would teach him that AutoCAD because, think about it, he was in his 70s learning computers. And he taught them, no, you're looking at the engineering part of it, and was able to share his wisdom. and and teach them that the angle's wrong or why it wouldn't work when they put the mold together, et cetera, et cetera. So they taught him the, and they, they included him in the study groups and they loved being around him because he taught them the insight of his years of experience that they didn't have just learning in school. So, you know, he was Yeah, that's a great story. Isn't that so cool? So we are, we are relevant. Um, We have about another five seconds but we could go a minute over what tips would you give to women and to men who you know how to use networking to enhance their careers or their business if they're small business owners
2: well, I mean, the first thing that's really important is know the difference between a mentor and a sponsor. A sponsor mm-hmm. is someone who will go, who works in your firm or organization, who will go to bat for you. And I don't think I could have gotten this job if I didn't have a sponsor who was willing to put her reputation and and her neck out there on my behalf. So I'm really grateful. But you know, I I just I. I had to make sure that I knew the difference. I actually learned what a sponsor was because mentors might not be able to help you get the job that you want. They may be able to guide you and they know you, but they might not really pull the strings to get what you want. Um, yes. I think it's really important to not burn bridges, always be nice yes. to people. I'm a big advocate of you never know. So, mm. um, and I'm also um I'm really uh, interested in the power of kindness. So um, no matter who I'm dealing with, whatever level, I'm always nice Uh to them because I think that with kindness, we really can change the world. Um, And what else? I always say, you know, as a connector, you will be rewarded in ways that you have no idea. It's always surprising. You know, like you said, when you introduce someone for no benefit of your own, you never know what will come back to you. So I'm always surprised and delighted when things like that happen. So that's, I guess that's all I can really say that I've learned, um, you know, the wisdom, trust your gut, you know,
1: trust your gut. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. As women, we do not trust our intuition, but you know, we have this intuition. That's what Mm -hmm. we're given as women. So, you know, use your power for good and, and trust your gut.
1: And it's funny, the Provident for Women did a video uh, highlighting my business, which, again, I was humbled and touched, like you're choosing me first. You know, who – you just – you're taken back. It takes my breath away every once in a while. And the last question the, the girls asked me is they were videotaping, is there anything else you tell business owners or managers or whoever? And I said, I think that you're the boss. Okay, that's cool, man. You got there. I I, I respect that. We still have to speak to people – below us, above us, it doesn't matter respectfully and that power of kindness because just be nice, man. I I think that we get our egos get in the way and I think that's dangerous because it's not about who you are outwardly positioned title, it's who you are internally that really matters and that makes a difference in the world. So I love that power of kindness, I think is just so important today. And I, I tell my husband, I'm changing one person at a time, I tell you, you know, that I can show, <laughs> he thinks I'm not, but you know, it, it's really about just connecting and, and changing one person's life at a time or showing kindness when they need it, whatever it is. So I love that power of kindness. Um Tracy, thank you. Just thank you so much. This was just an awesome show. Uh, you're inspiring. you really are a visionary, whether you realize that or not, and you you're, you're, you speak beautifully, you shared your ideas so succinctly and and just beautifully i, I can I can't thank you enough um, I, I truly appreciate you being on the show and taking time out of your busy day.
2: It was my pleasure. I really enjoyed talking to you I, I really felt like we had a conversation It was a lot of fun and i I want to I would love to do more of this.
1: Yes, absolutely. I, you know, we're before, well, I'll stop taping, but stay on because I I do want to just thank you personally again. Um, You guys, our time is up. It always goes way too quickly for me. Uh, I hope you took some notes and listened to the strategies that that Tracy shared, um, the success that she's had. We talked about following your passion, building awareness around issues that today we talked mostly about working women but be the catalyst to make that change. We discussed the strength and determination to not take no for an answer and quantify to try to get what you need. Um, The mentor-sponsored, that differentiation is real important, how to make progress on what you are trying to achieve by ethically lobbying your vision and using your voice respectfully and communicating and defining the value of the program. Again, those success stories is a way that they're quantifying or Tracy's able to quantify that she was able to take this nationally. So use your voice, um, make it happen, believe in yourself, have the confidence and wisdom together. Um, if you'd like to connect with with Tracy, ask her for... Um, you know, more information. Is it okay if I give your office telephone number, Trace? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Her direct line is 732-380-8677. You can email her at tracy.fink at cohenresnick.com, and I'll spell it, Tracy T-R-A-C-Y, dot, F-I-N-K, at Cohen, C-O-H-N, resnick all together, R-E-Z-N-I-C-K dot com. Uh, you can go to their website, com, and you can connect uh with Tracy on LinkedIn. How could just Tracy think and
2: they'll find you on LinkedIn? Um yeah, I think I have that URL. It's um uh, LinkedIn.com. LinkedIn.com backslash uh I N yeah, T F I N K and
1: then at, right, IN and then TLFINK um, right. at the end. Um, great. Thank you so much again. Um, I hope you guys all uh, join us, my guests and I, as we question, build, and discover together how to grow and challenge ourselves so we all embrace change and realize that change is possible and probably easier than we oftentimes think. Um, thank you again to Tracy Fink, my awesome guest. Thank you for your insights and the info you shared. Um, thank you all for joining me. You've been listening to Architect of Change with me your host Connie Whitman on webtalkradio.net. I look forward to seeing you all week or all next week. Go out and try something different. It works. Have a great week, guys.
0: You've been listening to The Architect of Change with your host Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad you were here.